Hey everybody, welcome to Sports Frenzy 2.0. I'm the maestro, Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador, Dave Height. Our latest episode is being taped on the 23rd of June. This will hit on the 24th. Oh boy, kids. I think between... <laughs> it, it's a wild ride tonight. Dave and I are not in the best of moods, and we've already discussed. We're just going to be taking turns ranting and raving and screaming and yelling, so get used to it, be ready for it, be prepared. We're going to start off with the NBA, which might actually be the one... The calming influence. Yes, believe it or not. <laughs> because I am happy. I am so happy. A couple weeks ago, I got rid of LeBron. Now I get the evil Brooklyn Nets out of the picture. So now I can actually enjoy the rest of the NBA playoffs. It's, it's going to be fun. You've got the Western Conference. The Suns are already up 2 nothing over the Clippers. And yet tonight, as we're taping, you're finally getting game one of the Hawks and Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Idiots. When we get to hockey later on, earlier in the playoffs, we had issues with the the North Division up in Canada being behind. And now theirs caught up. And so that's all even in terms of when they're playing. They're only a day off. But you're right. Now Now you've got... The Western Conference is already two games in the books before the East even gets going. And this could end up being a quick out yeah. for the Clippers if Kawhi Leonard doesn't come back, even though Paul George has been playing much better and leading this team as he should be. If if Chris Paul comes back off this COVID debacle. And they're he expecting supposed, him for game three. Right. I thought he's going to be back for game two. But now he, he for sure should be back for game three. Yeah. Even That's, though it's a road game for the Suns in L.A. Let's face it. The Suns have been riding roughshod over every Yeah, I think, I think they're on a, a collision course with the, uh, the title, the trophy. I, I think they're the ones to beat. But the cool thing about all this, and again, there are people out there whining and crying, oh, there's no LeBron and without the Brooklyn Nets. Who really cares? I do. I do. Here's what you got. You got the Clippers. Finally getting to a conference final for the first time ever. Obviously have never won an NBA title. Right. They're always playing second fiddle. I, I believe the Suns have never won a title. They've been They've to the been there. With Barkley, they got to the championship, but they never won the whole thing, as I recall. Um, unless there's something going on way, way back in history that I'm zoning out on. Um the Hawks have never won. Nope. And then the Bucks haven't. Now, see, that's the one. Or, or I think back with Kareem, back they with, might have. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Again, I'm sorry. But we're not NBA scholars, and I wasn't about to dig back 50 years. You know. But to, in the grand scheme of recent NBA lore, right? This is a fresh group of teams, and it's nice that you don't have. The tired old standbys. Right. I agree completely. And you've got a, a new star now in Trey Young with the Hawks. Uh, the only thing that I regret, like I said earlier, is I would like to have the Clippers at full strength. Yeah. That you would know, be That nice would be cool to, to have. But again, the Suns aren't technically at full strength yet, but we know at least that's coming. Yeah. With Kawhi Leonard, that knee, I don't know if he's I, coming uh, back at all. We talked about it. Yeah. So, and then, of course, we talked about Joel Embiid and his knee. Now, he was able to play through it, but 
The problem is Robin to his Batman, Ben Simmons. Wow. Oof, boy, you talk about. He spit the bit in that last he, game yeah. with the Hawks. I mean, the footage of him where he had at the end of the game where he had a clear slam dunk under the basket and he passed it off is just oh, drawing criticism from every that's, angle, that's every inexcusable. corner. You don't give up the gimme. And, of course, Shaq, I think, was the one that really went off the rails. Where he said, <laughs> if he was my teammate, I was playing on that team, and he was my teammate, I'd have went in the locker room and punched him in the face. <laughs> I might be paraphrasing a little bit, but he was... He was not happy yeah. with him. That, that was just... That was an inexcusable move. And, of course, I heard some people discussing, well, could they trade Ben Simmons? He just signed an extension. Yeah, so it would So it a... would be almost impossible to trade him right now. Yeah. No, they're stuck with him. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing is the Celtics, a couple things on them, they are in the middle of their retooling, rebuilding with Danny Ainge retiring and Brad Stevens taking over as VP of basketball ops. Now it's... The thing thing with the Ben Simmons topic kind of ties in here because they just shipped out Kemba Walker who had two years left on a massive deal that he signed with the Celtics. The Celtics had to give up a first round pick to get rid of that contract. Yeah. I don't know of any other sport where you do that. That's a frightening trend to set. I mean, that's, you don't do that. Yeah. They brought back Al Horford. Um, Kemba Walker goes to the OKC Thunder. Yeah, you don't give away a pick to ship somebody out. They're trying to get rid of that contract. They want to start but rebuilding. Still, I get it, but come on. There's, deal with it for a year. And Al Horford, at least when he was with the Celtics a few years back, fit in well. He meshed well. And obviously, Stevens must have thought highly of him. Yeah. And did not like Kemba Walker. <laughs> obviously, there was something there. So, And with the Celtics... It came out they're set to hire the Nets assistant coach, Emei Udoka, as their new head coach. Right. And I've, I've always said, you want to get the first guy out there. If you're looking for a coach, you get in there, you get the interviews done. And you grab him right away. Right. Now, the one guy that I've always liked, um, who I think is going to end up getting a job here at some point, is Chauncey Billups. That He, he intrigues me. Yes. I always liked him as a player. You could see the intelligence he had out on the court directing, and he's one that you could see would be a good coach down the line. Yeah, and if it wasn't for the fact that the Magic are such a dumpster fire, I would hope that they <laughs> would go out and get him. But, uh, you know, speaking of the Magic, they had the uh, draft lottery yep. here, and the Detroit Pistons get the number one pick. Followed by the Rockets, the Cavs, the Raptors, and your Magic. And the Magic also get the number eight pick from the Bulls. Yep. But the problem is, and we've talked about this before with the NBA draft, it's not like the NFL draft. If you had picks number five and eight in the NFL draft, you'd be like, yeah, woohoo! In the NBA, you're like, oh, Oh, crap, we're going to have to probably overpay for guys that are iffy. Yeah. You know, I, some of the mock drafts I've seen, it looks like maybe the Magic are at the worst possible position because it looks like there's going to be about four quality prospects. <laughs> yeah. And they got number which, five. Which we've harped, we've harped on this t- 
time and time again. The problem now is you really don't know what you're getting because these guys are coming out without gaining any experience. The one and dones. Yeah. And now, of course, now they're going to even let them go back and just do the high school thing. It's which... ridiculous. These guys have to learn more of the fundamentals. They have to be learned. They have to learn how to be coached primarily. Yeah. And I still think you, you got to make them like with, with college football, stay in until you're 21, until you're mature enough, till you've had a couple years of coaching. Yeah. To well, get some discipline, to... To, to, to get some fundamentals honed and polished. Yeah, it's the rare, rare player that can make the leap. Yep. Now, we talking about coaching, you just mentioned the Celtics' new head coach. Uh, we did not get to talk about last week, because I think it happened right after we, we taped last week's episode. Rick Carlisle yes. is out in Dallas. So that, you mentioned Donnie Nelson. Dallas is retooling entirely. Oh, yeah, little Napoleon, yeah, as I like to call him. You know, little Lord Fauntleroy who thinks he's Lord God King shit. You know, won one title as an owner, and now he thinks he's the be all end all. So, what yeah, I'm hearing, what I'm hearing is this is another disaster in the making because it's basically now Luka Doncic is running the team. Yeah, he's running the team. He's the one probably didn't like Carlisle. He's the one probably didn't get along with Donnie Nelson, and they both said, so "See ya, see ya." Wouldn't want to be ya. And, you know, this is sad because Cuban, as an owner, when he first came in, was a breath of fresh air. Yeah, he's got his ego's gotten too big, you know. And he's, yeah, and as I can run for president, I got my TV reality show. Hmm, who does that sound like? Being in <laughs> Dallas, he's become Jerry Jones of the NBA. Yeah, yep. So until he figures out a way, like Jerry, early on, Jerry had his nice run. Again, I, I still think Jimmy Johnson was... 90% of that. Yeah. We'll see who now. Maybe Chauncey Billups goes to Dallas and coaches the Mavs. But again, if the rumors are true that Doncic is the one running the show, do you really want to go where there's a prima donna like that? No, no, you do not. One other coaching note before we move on to a couple other miscellaneous NBA tidbits. I want to I want to rip, going back to the 76ers, I don't want to rip Ben Simmons completely apart. Yes, he has got a lot to do with the process, quote unquote, failing in Philadelphia. But the most overrated head coach who keeps getting job after job after job, Doc Rivers. Now, I did hear a couple people, especially there was one former player. I can't remember his name. He's not a big star. But he went out on social media, of course. Of course. And he started ripping into Doc and said, hey, how about we start looking at the coach? Well, we leave Ben Simmons alone for a minute and start talking about how Doc Rivers can't get the job done. Yeah, he, he's great at getting you into the playoffs, but he's another one who can't put you over the top. Exactly. So, I and I'm bitter. Yes, I'm bitter about Doc Rivers because he coached my magic for a while. But he's a wine bag. He, he's one. He's another Steve Kerr, you know, Greg Popovich. I the ego fills up the room and pushes everybody else out into the hallway because he thinks the he's the be all end all. At least Kerr and Popovich have multiple titles. Doc yeah. does not. Doc's got one. So 
slowly roll, Doc. You know, before you start throwing Ben Simmons under the bus, look in the mirror. Yep. All right. This news today, I saw this in my inbox this morning. Put a smile on my face. And I love it. Oh, my God, I love it. The Harlem Globetrotters <laughs> want to become an official NBA Wait. franchise. They sent oh. a letter. They sent a letter to the NBA front office to Adam Silver and said, "Listen, we've had about enough of this. You know, how many players? Why can't we be a team? Why not? And if it wasn't for the fact that New York's already got two teams." And they, they're not right now going to ship out. The Knicks aren't going anywhere. No. The Nets would be the only possibility. But, of course, now that they're the, the poster child children for, you know, NBA super team partial success. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a funny – I don't think it's PR. I think they're probably just bitter because they don't get the recognition from the NBA they deserve. It would be great. It would be great to have the Harlem Globes. That would Could be you imagine fun. Jersey sales would be through the roof. That with the would Harlem be Globe unbelievable. That Could, that would be fun. Could you see LeBron James on the Harlem Globe? Oh no, screw that! I wouldn't want that piece of garbage anywhere near the beloved Harlem Globe Trotters. That's the first thing that would happen is he try to form a super team with the Harlem Globe Trotters. Yeah. All right, my last little tidbit. Oh, look, LeBron James, my weekly what, LeBron. Why, 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 why? I just got to keep going why? back. Why? Because why? all he's doing is he's talking about his stupid Space Jam movie. Then and I'm stop of... talking about it. Now the ads. No, Warner no, Brothers. All you're doing is promoting it for him. So zip it. No, I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about the movie company. Okay, so this is a loophole no, in my rant. No. Warner Brothers is now promoting the movie as The Bunny and the Goat. Oh How dare God. you call him the goat? He's not the goat. Michael Jordan is the goat. Oh. Warner Brothers, oh my God. I hope Space Jam 2. I know it's not its technical name. It's Space Jam, a new legacy. You know, I hope it flops like in the heights. Miserably crash and burn. Oh, now things get even more fun because we're going to move to baseball. Great. Uh, really? All right. Do you want to start or shall I have my aneurysm first? Well, I would like to see you. Well, not have an aneurysm, but I know you've been waiting to talk about the White Sox. 44 and 30 as of taping. As they are of in first. They are two and a half games up on the Indians. Now go. We just broke our first big losing streak of the season. Absolutely laid a big pile of crap down in Houston. Hitting absolutely disappeared. Pitching disappeared. The bullpen, supposedly at the start of the year, the strength of this team, and you've heard me rail on them, that they haven't been that good. They had been a disaster. First game in Pittsburgh, we blew a lead because the bullpen sucked so bad. 
the frustration level, I know every other team has already been through a significant losing streak. I know I should come down off the ledge. And the Rays are in the middle of one right now. And they are. And I know we've got half our about half our starters are on the IL. We're running our seventh, eighth, ninth outfielders out there. We're treading water. If guys can start getting healthy, it would be good. But the bullpen really needs to take a look at itself. They now, really you, have to you, focus. You're not talking in. about Hendricks, are you? Are you no, everybody no, else? I'm talking about. I'm talking about Bummer. I'm talking about Marshall. I'm talking about Hoyer. I'm talking about Crochet. And I think with Crochet, he's being overused right now, and that falls on Larusa. Your favorite manager of all time. May the <laughs> freaking line drive catch him, but that's besides the point. So I, I know I should be fine where we're at with all the injuries we're dealing with, and we did get off the slide today, but it, it, it's still kind of frustrating. And Pittsburgh has been playing kind of sneaky tough lately. They have. So I don't think there's – you'd still want to think a, a quality But team. our big bats have disappeared entirely. So that is cause for concern because they're all gone at once. Gee, who does that sound like? Oh, that's right. It's time to talk about the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> Oh, have I got oh. Cubs news for you kids this brain, week. Brain fart central there. Yeah, we're going to get the hobby. El Mago. No yeah. dumbass. No, no El Mago on that uh, particular play you're talking about. Cubs are 41-33. and 33. They have the day off today. Milwaukee did win. So that puts the Cubs in second place, a half game behind the Brewers. It's amazing to me that the Cubs have been able to tread water and stay in this thing now this is a reflection on the division the division's a dumpster fire um the brewers you were talking about slumps went through a slump recently the cubs are in the middle of another slump where they can't hit again i remember about a month ago we were talking about how the cubs went from the basement into the top 10 and hitting well guess where they are again back to the basement 28th as of this morning in hitting in major league baseball and remember, remember what I told you about Uncle Rossi. Oh, how did we do last week? Yeah, how was our record when the guy asked him, are you concerned the fact that the bats are getting cold again? No, oh, well, we what's do? our record? What's our record? What did game? we do last week? Yeah, now what are you going to say, Rossi? Now what are you going to say? Now we're back to where we were at the beginning of the year, where it's three hits, four hits, three hits, two hits. All the No, 300 hitter again. I am... So pissed off about this. Oh, Chris Bryant's regaining his MVP form. He's plummeted. He's lost almost 40 points on his batting average in the last month. There is nobody even close to hitting 300 on this team in terms of regular full-time players right now. You got drama off the field. You got, you got like you said, Javi Baez gets benched the other day on the 21st because he lost track of how many outs there were. Doubled up. Badly. And the problem is, guess what? He was in the lineup the next day. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. He's one of your three biggest stars. Oh, yeah. finish up. I've got one more Sox thought when you're done. 
All right. I just want to give props. You gave props to Liam Hendricks. I want to give props to my man, Kyle Hendricks. You know, certain people who claim to be Cubs fans, friends of mine, Oh, I don't think Kyle Hendricks is that good. I don't think he's that great of a pitcher. I don't like him that much. Eight wins in his last eight starts. He is now tied for the major league lead with 10 victories as a pitcher. I was going to say, isn't he the best starting pitcher on the Cubs rotation? He He had three or four games early on where he didn't have his stuff, and his ERA got jacked up. Now it's plummeting. Now he's back to being the professor. Every game now, six innings pitched, three hits, no runs. Six innings pitched, four hits, one run. He's fine. He's our best goddamn player. Now, I want to talk about the opponents for a second. As the Cubs lost, they cannot beat the Marlins. They cannot beat the (laughs) Miami Marlins. We were embarrassed in the playoffs last year by the Marlins. Then we just recently got beat two out of three. Adam Duvall of all people. Who? Jack's four home runs in two games against the Cubs. And then in Washington for the Nationals, ghosts of prospects past that we let go. <laughs> Kyle Schwarber hit five home runs against the Mets in two games. Jock Peterson's fine. He's quote unquote the replacement for Kyle Schwarber. You couldn't dish out an extra $3 million for Kyle Schwarber. And now Kyle Schwarber is going to hit 40, 45 home runs, drive in 100 runs, and you let him go. Typical Cubs. All right, last thing. A little bit of soap opera kind of drama with the Cubs. (laughs) Ben Zobrist, MVP of the World Series that we won in 2016. You had a feeling something weird was going on the last few years, especially when he had to take time away, which enabled them, as I recall, to sign Craig Kimbrell. Right. That saved them a ton of money. Right. We but knew he, he had marital issues, but holy crap, now, that was a tip of the iceberg. Yeah, and I, I don't want to, you know, bag on the guy or give him a hard time because, you know, there's a lot of men out there, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands who've been cuckolded by women, but cuckolded by women, your wife, and your pastor. Who also stole money from your charity. Right, so he's filed a $6 million lawsuit against his pastor who was having an affair with his wife while Ben was going in spilling his guts to the guy. He's going to him for counseling. And this dickhead is grooming his wife and put it to her. God. I, yeah. I feel so bad for Ben. I've never heard a bad thing about the guy. I know he's very religious, obviously. I know he gives a lot to charity, obviously, because those are the two integral parts of this on top of infidelity. Yeah. So it's just a a clusterfuck, and I feel so bad for the guy. I hope he comes out of this okay. And I remember he, he kept pushing and pushing to get his wife at the time, this woman involved in this, to sing the national anthem all the time at Wrigley Field. Oh, here's Ben Zobrist's wife. She's got to sing the national yeah. anthem. Yeah. Uh-huh. How you like me now? All right. What's your uh, White Sox tidbits? I have one other thing that I forgot to mention that 
through this problem, our defense has sucked as well. Most notably, our third baseman, Yuan Mankata, has made throwing errors in, I think, four of the five losses. Inexcusable on routine plays. Just be glad you're not the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks are still in the middle of a 23-game road losing streak, a record for Major League Baseball. They've been playing at home recently, so that's on hold, but it's still active. They just broke the other night a franchise record 17-game overall losing streak. So it could be a lot worse, David. It could be. Like you could be pulling your pants down like Max Max Scherzer Scherzer. (laughs) or Sergio Romo is the other one that did this the other night. They're tired of the inspections. I mean, come on. How many times was Scherzer checked in that game? Three. It It was three times. Three times. Three times. The third time, freaking Girardi... Oh, he's going to his hair. Oh, check him, check him. Girardi, you're a douchebag for pulling that move. It was inexcusable. Can I side with Girardi? (laughs) Trying to get into Scherzer's head? Yes, and he at least had a respectable explanation after the game. It was bullshit. I have never seen, in all the times I've coached, managed against Max Scherzer, I have never seen him go to his hair like that all the time like he was doing in this game between the and the Nationals. So then he gets plus, a, yeah, he so gets Scherzer has to get a scalp <laughs> massage from the umpire to make sure there's no spider tack in there. But then you got coaches yelling at each other. Girardi gets tossed because he goes after Scherzer. I'll go with Girardi on this one. I, I, I'll stick with my man Joe and say he was playing mind games with one of my favorite pitchers. I love both of them as a thing. Scherzer yeah. and Girardi both. I love both of them. But this is going to cause Manfred to go down as the worst fucking president of baseball ever. He has no clue what the hell he's doing. You never should have done this in the middle of the season. Exactly. Never, ever, ever should have done this in the middle and of the season. And this is a shit way to do it. It's half-assed. No thought behind it. Nope. For crying out loud, it's a rule that should have been freaking managed from the very beginning. It shouldn't be an issue, but you let it go for so long, and it goes back to freaking Stephen Hawking wannabe. <laughs> but see, like... <laughs> God! Yeah, as he sat there and he clapped and cheered and said, Yay, Sammy Sosa! Yay, Mark McGuire! Yay, Barry Bonds! While they're taking the cream and the clear. Yep. I don't care if they're, what? I, I don't see anything. All I see is ratings going up. I see a home run chase I on see national the TV and opening up before my eyes. Yes. Dollar signs like Bugs Bunny in his eyes. Ka-ching, ka-ching. Who would have thought I'd reference Bugs Bunny twice in the first segment? <laughs> <laughs> in two different sports. Yes. All right, kids, we're going to be right back. We're going to talk about racing, lots of racing news, including our recap of the Nashville race. First time the Cup guys have been in there in a long, long time. SRX and big, big news in the Fox Sports booth. Yes. Finally confirmed. It's going to be interesting. Stay tuned. This is Coach K, and after my retirement from college basketball, 
I plan to become an analyst on Sports Frenzy 2.0 with the Maestro and the Conquistador every Thursday on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, and CastBox. And don't forget to check out our Facebook page. Hey everybody, welcome back to Sports Frenzy 2.0. June the 23rd, 2021, we will be hitting all over the place. Google, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Overcast, CastBox, Radio Public. Wherever you get your damn tomorrow, podcast. Tomorrow morning on the 24th is when we're going to hit. I'm the maestro Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador Dave Height. All right, time to talk racing. Time to talk some racing. We've got the Pocono doubleheader coming up. we got a Nashville recap. But let's start off talking about my new favorites, SRX. SRX. I loved this racing. That's right. You did not watch week one, right? I did not get to see week one. So you go ahead and tell everybody what you thought. Week two on the dirt was very enjoyable. Knoxville Speedway in In Iowa. Iowa. One of the... The home of the Knoxville Nationals, one of the two premier dirt tracks in the country. And who would you expect to dominate (laughs) on dirt out of the SRX drivers? Smoke. Smoke. (laughs) And he did. And he did. He did. (laughs) Yeah, Tony Stewart won the second of six races for SRX this year. Um, yep. in dominating fashion. Yeah, and we learned some more. You and I discussed this while we were getting ready to tape. They actually did do a better job both on their website and in the broadcast of explaining some changes they made. Which you heard here. Go ahead and tell them about the changes that we forced on them, Dave. That's right. Last week, if you recall, it was brought up by the maestro that they ran the first heat and inverted and how they finished the second heat is how they were going to start the feature. And we railed on that, that why even bother running the first heat? That if you're going to run both, why don't you do an average? And that's where you start the feature. Damned if that isn't what they did. And I will give them credit. I went on their website to get some details um, in terms of standings and everything they actually do have a point system like nascar i wish they would have said something about it i've watched both races so far and i cannot remember hearing alan Bestwick or danica patrick brad dowardy any of them say anything about a point system i did not hear and now anything I also, about points in and the i second. also wish they would have mentioned that there is a rotating system involved with the drivers not just a local legend but now greg biffle raced week one did a phenomenal job and i was wondering why he wasn't in the points the top 10 at, at all when i looked at uh, the srx website after he wasn't the second signed race. up for the whole thing only one race ah there's only 10 drivers who are committed for all six races for the srx season now here's where it gets tricky Tony Kanaan is technically one of those 10 drivers, but he has two races he cannot make because of prior commitments. 
So this week, and I wish they would have given her the points and 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 like let Kanan and Haley Deegan both. Haley Deegan Haley, had a phenomenal Haley Deegan race. finished second, and she's going to fill in for Kanan one more time coming up down the road here. Haley Deegan was great. Haley Deegan was awesome. And she got, what, five minutes of practice? Yeah, I, I was thoroughly impressed with Haley Deegan. And I, I would love to see her make her way up through the ranks, get her into a cup car eventually. Yeah. She, she's Danica doing well. Patrick's probably up in the booth seething, watching the potential <laughs> Haley Deegan has. Yeah, compared to what Danica did in NASCAR. Yeah, no, Haley Deegan. She's currently in the Truck Series, right. and running very well. Right, but man, she put on a hell of a performance. And that's pretty impressive to, to finish runner-up to smoke on a dirt track. Yeah, like and, that. Oh. And now this She's a week, hell of a driver. I'll give her that. Now, this week, I believe Kanan's back this week. I'm not 100%. Like I said, there's one other race, from what I could tell, um, on the press release on the SRX website where she's going to sub for him. Yeah. But I don't know if it's this week, which is Eldora. So that'll be a blast this coming Saturday night as they go to Eldora for another dirt race. Going to Smoke's home track. Yeah, so... Gee, I wonder who's going to be the favorite for this one. Yeah, no kidding. Now, if you were Kanan, wouldn't you want Deegan to run this one too? Well, again, that's why I kind of <laughs> wish they would combine the points because Kanan's considered one of the 10 teams vying for the first SRX title. But, but he's Deegan's hosed, points don't count so for he's him. So essentially out of it entirely. Right, right. And they better get their act together and figure out what the fuel pickup issue is on Bill Elliott's car. Yeah, yeah. Because it's two weeks in a row now where he was unable to finish because of that problem. Yeah, yeah. So, Everham, get to it, buddy. Start earning your money. Now, the other thing I want to know is, why aren't they rotating cars? So, well, supposedly, I know what you're saying, but uh, since they're the same template... You know, it shouldn't matter then. You're right, but then, like we talked about, line draw with, on the cars. Like we talked about in week one with Biffle, he had know, the unfair tire advantage. Right when he got the backup car that they had sitting out there waiting, if somebody would happen to have a situation where they couldn't continue in their first car. Yeah. So there's still some things they got to hammer out, and I still wish. I, I wanted to see more on-track issues between Michael Waltrip and Paul Tracy. <laughs> yeah, Paul Tracy has not had fun these first two races, I'll no, tell you that. He is not a good dirt driver. No. Well, yeah, the first week, though, he didn't have didn't have much luck. He was the first car to get in an accident. <laughs> so, and that was that was a what a concrete oval, I think, or yeah. asphalt oval. All right, so moving on, back to NASCAR. Before we get to the Nashville race and then the Pocono picks, big, big news. We we told you about this a couple weeks ago. We forecast this. We predicted this was coming. We heard the rumblings and gave it legs. Jeff Gordon is now number two at Hendricks Motorsports. I've always thought Jeff Gordon was number two, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> we all did. <laughs> yep, so now he is going to be the heir apparent. To uh, Rick Hendrick. Vice chairman. Right. Um, Going to run the day-to-day -day operations in the shop. Right. And right before they announced this, a few days before that, 
they did announce that Alex Bowman got a two-year extension. Yep. So now he's with Hendrick through 2023. So Hendrick has been the by far, as an organization, the big winner in 2021. With Kyle Larson, I mean, all four of the cars have won. All four are in the chase already. Yep. Uh, and it was Gordon that pushed, pushed for Larson. For Larson. Right. Yeah, he said, told Hendrick, sign him, sign him, sign him. Yep. And uh, now you're starting to see rumblings and rumors that sponsors are going to come back Yep. for Larson because you can't argue with what he's doing on the track, Yeah. which takes us to Nashville. Where brakes were the story of the day. Yes. Good fucking brakes. Oh, that's right. You picked Ryan Blaney. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got the one. You got the, the one effing one. point because his brakes blew up. Yeah, there were brake issues all day. And I'll admit, I did. this was the first race of the year where I didn't watch 90% of it because I was jumping back and forth between the golf. You know, you had the U.S. Open going on. You had the, the race. You had the Cubs. Then, of course, Hell in a Cell started at 8 o'clock. And I was just, like, <laughs> all over the place trying to figure out what to watch, when to watch it. So You I did. didn't take your ADHD medication, did you? No, no, I was click, 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 click. God, I wish I had my old PlayStation View uh, app. You know, I'm, I'm so pissed that, that Sony and PlayStation took that away because I had picture in picture on that. So I could at least watch two things at the same time. But Kyle Larson did win yet again. No, not just win, dominated yet again. Yeah, so... And now, of course, with the stupid-ass qualifying formula, Kyle Larson will start on the pole for the Pocono race on Saturday. Uh, before we get to that, though, a couple other notes. A DQ for loose lug nuts. Chase Elliott got DQ'd, and they were talking about this during the end of the race where he was radioing in and saying, I got a loose wheel, and they kept Tell him, stay him out, out there. there. Kept him out Guess there. Guess what? You it weren't cost him. Ryan Blaney wasn't the only one that got one point. Yep. Let's put it that way. Chase Elliott got DQ'd. That is unprecedented. Yep. So five, five loose lug nuts cost Chase Elliott major points. Yes. But again, he does have a win. So he's in the playoffs, but that's a lot of points. That hurts. That hurts bad. And now, of course, the rumors are going to the Xfinity series. After Kyle Busch wins his 100th Xfinity race at Nashville, now they're saying, well, Kyle, you've said in the past you're going to retire from Xfinity once you hit 100. Yeah, he's backing off of that. He's not going no. to. He's a money-grubbing little... Oh, now, come on. I was going to say, I was just going to say something nice. This will be like the last time I say anything nice about anybody <laughs> here for the rest of this episode, but... I was going to say the dude's ultra competitive. I wasn't going to say he's a money grubber. I was going to say he's ultra competitive. That man will get behind anything with a steering wheel and four tires on it. There you go. Sometimes even three. Maybe two. I don't know if he rides dirt Probably bikes, motorcycles. Not. I don't know. But All right. We do have a new, new position that NASCAR created. Do tell. The... Growth and engagement advisor position to try and get new fans involved. And the person who has that position is 
Alvin Kamara. Oh, I kind of did see something about that. Yeah, NASCAR hired Alvin Kamara to this new position to try and help bring in new fans because last year, after they did the whole banishing of the Confederate flag, he applauded that and decided he wanted to go to his first race. He started watching it on TV, got invited to Homestead by Bubba, and he's now all in on racing. Yeah, I know I've seen him at least twice in the pits. Yeah, and at Daytona, he sponsored his juice store, mm-hmm. sponsored one of the Xfinity drivers who didn't have a sponsor. So and, new, and new fresh... More Fresh good, blood. More good news for NASCAR. The ratings have been solid this year. Not spectacular, but they're not losing viewers. And there are, like you said, new people coming in. Celebrities are starting to latch on to NASCAR. Yeah. So. Um, it could be the rebirth that they've needed after, yeah. what, a decade and a half? Kind of be stale. two decades of yeah. stale. Yeah, and unfortunately, that kind of coincides with the reign of Jimmy Johnson, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, and it's all post, post senior. Yeah, yeah. Well, we know that was gonna have a, that was a body blow to yeah. NASCAR. That was an absolute. But I still see guys once a week in stores wearing Dale Earnhardt three T shirts, you know, um, and that's never gonna go away. Nope. I've got a, I've got a few that I still break out. I still got my Rusty Wallace stuff, so I, the loyalty of NASCAR fans is pretty much unprecedented. I would say maybe baseball fans would be the only ones that could rival yeah. NASCAR fans. Now, that being said, for the second year in a row, we are getting a Pocono doubleheader. Yep. Saturday and Sunday, the 26th and the 27th. Two 400-mile races. So this is going to be a big touchstone for the Frenzy Cup for us because we make everybody pick both races up front. Yep. Don't, there's no way it would be like herding cats for me to try to get everybody to put a second pick in within 12 hours. Yeah, it's not going to happen. After the Saturday race, try to get a, a pick for the Sunday race in, so... Unique situation for us as well as for NASCAR. Now, I'll be interested to see if they want to continue this beyond this year because they've technically, last year obviously was kind of doing it to to do a catch-up with the COVID situation. Now, this year, technically, it's because you're going to have two weeks off coming up here for the Olympics. Yeah, and it, it was kind of popular with the fans. Right, right. So I'm hoping they keep it, just like with all the new road courses they're putting in, Nashville. It's something different that breaks it up. Right. So that being said, you and I have been joking about it, laughing about it, making fun of each other about it because we knew it was coming. Yep. Both of us, back-to-back, Denny Hamlins. I did this last year. Yeah, I did it last year. It played out beautifully. Beautifully. I think I got, what, a first and a second out of it. So I'm hoping for close to the same results this year. Yeah, I I played it last year. I went Harvick Hamlin, and it backfired on me (laughs) because they they finished second in the race I had picked them to win. So Yeah, that's why I – 
unless something terrible happens with Denny this weekend where he all of a sudden shows he can't race at Pocono anymore, if they keep doing this over the next year or two with the doubleheader, this is going to be my strategy. I'll tell you right up front because I don't I don't want to go through what you went through last year. That was that, <laughs> that was painful was when I was doing the hell. when I was doing the spreadsheets. That was painful for me to do. <laughs> what you had to go through. I didn't want to. Go, I'd rather go down in flames. Two different people, other than Denny Hamlin, win instead of picking the winners. Yeah, but in the wrong freaking order. Now everybody else is going with their own strategy like you did yeah. so somebody's gonna get their ass chewed somebody's gonna get bit in the ass it could be the elder statesman could be aaron you know why sam has got hamlin saturday harvick sunday aaron's got harvick saturday <laughs> hamlin sunday they went with my run from last year then we've got with our doug has not got his picks in yet which is fine Nick is going Harvick Saturday, Kyle Busch Sunday. Bill is going Kyle Busch Saturday, Hamlin Sunday. <laughs> and Jen is the only one that kind of went great picks, but went away from the whole Hamlin-Harvick uh, duo. She's going Truex Saturday and going with Larson Sunday. Now, the only criticism I have of her picks if you're going to take Larson, I would have take taken him, him Saturday because he's guaranteed the poll, and that yeah. was posted Wednesday morning, so she should have known that. Yeah. I would have taken him on Saturday. There but, you go. All right. Like I said, Doug hasn't got his picks in yet, but that's cool. He's got a couple hours here to get his picks in, and that's it for our racing segment. Now we move on to the Conquistador going off on the NHL. Take it away, bud. All right. First off, we're going to get our little Stanley Cup recap going for you. Canadians are up 3-2 on the Golden Knights, getting ready to clinch that one. Lightning are up 3-2 on the Islanders. They can actually clinch as we tape, so we'll see how that goes. Now, my rants. Frickin' again, no consistency on discipline within the NHL. Frickin' Islanders' Matthew Barzal cross-checks the lightning Jan Ruda in the damn face, and they don't suspend him. They give him the maximum $5,000 fine. Ooh, oh yeah, you gave him a game misconduct. Whoop-de-frickin'-do. You want to get this shit out of the game, then start Frickin' penalizing everybody. Suspend them for a game or two. Frustrating as hell. And me as a hockey outsider, we brought this up about a month ago. I can even see how fr this must be extremely frustrating for hockey fans because, again, as an outsider, I see the inconsistencies in the discipline they're handing out now, just on these players. Just because Barzal had never had an issue before, is no excuse. You're trying to get this out, set the precedent, and be done with it. All right. You, you feel better? Rant one is done. I was going to say, I thought you had more. <sighs> yeah, I've, I've seen this story mentioned only once so far, and I'm waiting for it to gain traction. 
but it's a huge black eye to the Blackhawks organization. It's coming out because of lawsuits against them and against former video coach Brad Aldridge, who is accused of sexual assault. Currently, well, let me go back in history and it'll all tie together. Back in 2010, Aldrich was accused by two Hawks players of him inviting him over, getting him drunk, watching porn, and trying to blow him. These two players had reported it to one of the coaches, skills coach Paul Vincent, who reported what happened to John McDonough, the president. Al McIsaac, the vice president, the GM, Stan Bowman, and the team psychologist, James Gaffey. None of them did a damn thing about it. In fact, Gaffey, the psychologist, convinced one of the players that it was a player's fault that it happened. This asshole needs to have his fucking license revoked. That's inexcusable. They did nothing. When the season was done, Aldrich left to pursue other career opportunities. He became a fucking high school hockey coach. And now he's accused of assaulting a 17-year-old player. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable that these predators exist in our world. And the whole fucking organization from the president all the way down to the fucking psychologist did nothing. Nothing. It's like shades of Penn State. It's shades of Michigan. Uh, it, but again, when do people step up and start doing something? When do people say enough's enough? Somebody, as you're pointing out, knew. Somebody in all these situations had to know. And it's a shame. One coach stood up for the players, tried to get something done, took it to those who obviously needed to take it up to ownership, but it never got that far. And to blame the victim. That is totally inexcusable. Jesus God. I mean, that's, we, we hear about that and hear about that for, for decades. We've heard about, you know, a woman being raped, and, and they say, well, you you wore a low-cut shirt. You wore a, a skirt that was cut too high. You no! can't blame the victim. These assholes need to be stopped. And you cannot keep protecting them, no matter what. It scares it's... me. You walk down the streets. I know we haven't been able to walk down the streets the last year. But you walk down the streets in a city... How many people are you passing by on any given day that are Poor weirdos, dirt bags. weirdos, perverts, dirtbags? It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, I I am so pissed off. It I can't even speak anymore. I, I had to get that out there. I don't know if this story is going to gain traction. And that was the other thing you told me was that, and I didn't know about this, it's not getting a lot of coverage in the sports media. No. Not at all. I saw one 
story about this on Yahoo Sports. Yep. Yep. And Yahoo is actually turning out to be one of the best sources for sports news. Um, good, because ESPN, you know how I feel about them. They suck. They can go away and die. Yeah. Um, Unless it's happening in New York or Boston, forget about it. Yeah, or soccer. Um, or, you know, something that can make money for the rat. Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry, I forgot Los Angeles, too. Yeah, yeah. All right. A couple NFL tidbits. Uh, I'm going to give you a warning here. If you thought the Conquistadors rant was a bit much, which I didn't, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. You better not listen to the third segment coming up because it's going to get a lot worse. I got some stuff that I I just have been bottling up inside. It's got to come out. And it's not about LeBron James. Okay? So take that for what you will. But we do have a couple little uh, tidbits in the NFL. The Bears are in a, a war with Mayor Lightfoot in Chicago. As they try to, are they playing political games or are they making legitimate decisions to move away from Soldier Field and out of the city? Stay tuned, kids. We'll discuss. Are you tired of getting body slammed by the mainstream sports media? Are you sick of their lame trash talk? Check out Sports Frenzy 2.0 with a tag team of the Maestro and the Conquistador. Pile drive those jackasses into submission. Available on all major podcast hosts, including Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, and Castbox. Kevin Dave, slap a figure four on all the major sports networks who lie, kiss ass, and refuse to take names. New episodes drop every Thursday with new weekend edition episodes every Saturday. And that's the bottom line, because Sports Frenzy said so. All right, kids, welcome back to our miscellaneous segment. We're going to get started with the NFL. I'm the Conquistador Dave Height. I'm the maestro Kevin Crane. And I think we're going to get started with the Bears putting in a bid to buy the Arlington Racetrack property. Leading into a potential move and a new stadium. So, As we alluded to at the end of last segment, this is setting up a big fight with Mayor Lightfoot in Chicago. She's, she's put a post on social media after the bid was disclosed. They have their lease through 2033. And it would be nice if they were relevant past October. Wow. What a leader she is. Not. I mean, let's face it. Soldier Field has kind of become a joke around the NFL with the big spaceship atop. The renovation did not go as they'd hoped. They lost their historic landmark designation because of all everything they did. It's the smallest of the major market stadiums. There's no parking. It's hard to access for the fan base. They, they need something new. And if you ever want to have a Super Bowl... You need more room. That's true. 
Super Bowl is probably a big consideration in all of this. It and really a retractable is. state, retractable roof. I know everybody loves Bears weather. Ooh, on the lakefront. Yeah, well, if you ever want to get the Super Bowl money, you're going to have to have the retractable roof. Yep, yep. Now, the Arlington uh, Park Raceway location is a little, for us, it would be tricky coming in from the east because that would probably tack on another half hour to 40 minutes of driving because it's out in the, the western suburbs a little bit to the north. Yep. So I don't know how much I like that, but in all these other business aspects, you're 100% correct. Get the Super Bowl, you more can, parking. You can build up around there. You can put in the restaurants right, right. that are lacking right around Soldier yeah, there's Field. nothing to do right around Basically, Soldier Field. all you have around Soldier Field is the museum campus. Right. That's it. Nothing else yeah, is readily because accessible. We went, we went to see a concert a couple of years ago there where they set up a temporary pavilion for the summer, the Huntington Bank Pavilion, which is right there next to Soldier Field. And they had one little Mexican restaurant out there on, on the lakefront. The and that was the only place within a decent distance to eat. Yeah. Outside of getting food at the concert itself. Or going into downtown. Right. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Knowing the Bears, knowing the McCaskies, Ted Phillips. I see his name on the, the announcement and I go, oh, oh, God. Yeah. Now, along with this is a new sponsorship deal for the team going along with Arlington Racetrack and Rivers Casino. And one of the richest guys in Chicago, Neil Bloom, who is a minority owner in the track, in the casino, and the Bulls and the White Sox, could he be the potential new owner if the Bears do decide to sell, because there are rumblings that the team could be for sale. You know, I don't. I don't want to buy into fool's gold. I don't want to. I'm go just down throwing that it out hole. there. I know. I'm just throwing it out there. But that's like the Ford family selling in Detroit. Is that ever going to happen? You know, are the McCaskies ever really going to give up control of the Bears? Who knows? Who knows? There's rumblings. We're just trying to put two and two together here, kids. Speaking of owners that uh, people don't like, Dan Snyder, Ugh. the Washington football team, trademark denied. Too generic. How is it too generic? It's too generic. It is. It's too generic. And somebody, a couple couple parties out there, I believe a couple different parties, own the trademarks to almost every other name that they've been looking at that's since because, they dropped the Redskins. That's because they were stupid and put out some of the names that they were considering that they were having fans vote on. Yeah. So you had these opportunistic bags go out and put trademarks hoping to make a windfall from Snyder. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like Joe Biden putting out uh, all those targets to Russia 
and saying, here, here are these targets that we don't want you to hack. <laughs> uh, Washington, they do everything bass backwards, kids. Yep, pretty much. They have no clue what the hell they're doing there. All right, now it's time to start getting into controversy. Man, we might have to go four segments this week because I think we're going to be taking a lot of time on some of these topics because we're going to delve deep into social issues, politics that all have come into the sports That world. is not what we are. In the sports is world not what in we the do. last week. No, we are not becoming the freaking rat network. But we have to put out the non-PC views on these things. That's what we're here for. No, I don't want to hear about it when I turn on the tube there. I'm sure the people don't want to hear about it here. Well, we have to talk about Raiders defensive end, Carl Nassib. We do. Announcing that he is gay and he is now the first active gay player in the NFL. Good for him. And it should just stop at that. Right there. And you know... Did he really have to come out that way? Now, you hear all the LGBTQ plus whatevers wanting to be taken as normal, would you say? Normal Just members accepted. of society. Normal members of society. But at every turn, it's drawing the light on me, 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 wanting the recognition. At what point... Do you stop that part of it and become part of the accepted society? When do you assimilate? When do you just say, hey, black, white, gay, straight, we're all part of this. this and is now what... we have to have the president come out and say, I'm so proud of him for coming out the way he did. Why do we have to do that? We went through this with Michael Sam. Remember, he got drafted, but he never made the roster. Yep. This is not in any way, shape, or form. Nobody's criticizing him. Nobody's going to harass him for this. I would hope not. No. You know? And the thing is, like you said, you said it perfectly. If the media didn't have, media is even more me, 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 me. The media has to make it a big story so they get ratings and then the LGBTQ plus community, like you said, has to go, oh, look how great this is, how wonderful this is, how now, awesome this is. And, and again, now, I know why they want to do it is to show that, yes, we can do anything anybody else can do and normalize it, which is a whole different ball game that we're not going to get into. But what? it does not have to be made a big deal. But that's what our media does. The media the media are, of course, hypocrites. The media want, they say they want equality. They want everybody equal. And then all they do is hype up all the disparity month, this month, that month, specialized group here, specialized group there. They degrade the people that they do not shine a spotlight on by doing this. And it's, it's, 
I think it's frustrating. I think it's in in many ways twisted and sick. Everybody knows how I feel about the mass media. I can't stand them. I don't care if you're talking about CNN, Fox, MSNBC, CBS, NBC, ABC. All they care about is shining the spotlight on their big freaking egos. Yep. By shining the spotlight on somebody who they can go, oh, this is such a brave story. Let me go and talk to this brave person. Because I'm such an empathetic figure as the host of the NBC Nightly News, the CBS Nightly News. You're just a bunch of phonies is what you are. Well said. All right. And now, now there's one other part of this I want to get to. I, I mentioned this in, in our warm-up when we were getting ready and we were talking about this, which really ticked me off. I heard certain people in the media, people I respect, when somebody called into their show and asked them, how do you think, and it was not a defensive, it was not a, an antagonistic call. It was just a legitimate question. said, how do you think these players, some of these players will handle this in the locker room? Well, let's make them uncomfortable. And the, the host went off and said, oh, my God, you're such a scumbag hater. I'll bet you're one of those religious fanatics who takes the Bible and twists it and makes it so that, you know, all gay people are evil and they should be hated and you should go to hell. Oh, wait, no, I don't want you to go to hell because hell's a construct that religion made. And it was just a ridiculous rant, but it sums up, again, how much I hate the hypocrisy of the media. You sit there and you go, freedom for everybody. Everybody should be free of of abuse and sexual oppression and all kinds. Everybody's opinions matter. Except when they disagree with yours. Why does religion have to come into this? And I am not religious. Okay, kids? So you can't hold that against me. I think I'm being pretty fair in this argument. I'm agnostic. So... I want to know why you seem to want to stifle religious beliefs and religious talk and religious debate every time it comes up. Why can't people believe in religion the way they want if it says that they don't necessarily agree with the gay lifestyle, the LGBTQ lifestyle? Why do you all of a sudden have to start saying, oh, you just want to put them on a cross and burn them? It's irresponsible. And it's disgusting. You can't have it one way and not the other. Everybody gets free speech. Everybody gets their day in the sun. Everybody gets their moment on the podium to speak and express their opinion. You don't get to decide who does and who doesn't. Because you're the ones that are going to be burning books next. You're going to be the ones that want Fahrenheit 451. You're the ones that want to go to 1984 George Orwell. You're the ones that want Big Brother watching everything we look at, read, view on TV and on the Internet. Stop being hypocrites. If people don't agree with the lifestyle, they're allowed to say that. If people do agree with the lifestyle, they're allowed to say that. It's free speech. It's called the First Amendment. Leave people alone. Let them express themselves the way they want. If they're queer, gay, heterosexual, homosexual, everybody, Catholic, Islamic, get the right to express their opinions. That's what made America great until the mass media got a hold of it and tried to tear it down as we record this. I'm sick of it. Very well put. Mm, I told you, kids.
Dave had the hockey. I had that. Uh, I'm not even done yet. I'm telling you, we're going to have to go four. We're going to have to go four. All right. But we got to talk about golf. Let's get off all right. the serious stuff. I, and talk I golf. wanted to bring up vindication for Rom. Yes. Thank the sports gods that this guy was able to win the U.S. Open after the travesty that was befallen upon him. The COVID debacle. Where the PGA screwed him royally. I think that was the memorial a couple weeks ago, and we talked yeah. about that. Yeah, it, it was sweet. It was. I like to see guys who have toiled away like Rom. And Rom, the, 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 it's eerie. Tory Tory Pines is where the U.S. Open was last weekend. Yeah. Okay. Here's some tidbits about John Rom, <laughs> John Rom, and his connection to Tory Pines. Okay. He has now won his first major at Tory Pines. Duh. Okay. Four years ago, he won his first tour tournament at Tory Pines. Three years ago, he got engaged at Tory Pines. <laughs> so you'll think he likes Tory Pines. I think he likes Tory Pines. Now, now, are we taking bets on what his first kid's going to be named? <laughs> <laughs> He's already had the kid, though. That was the thing. He had the right. kid recently. So All right, the next kid. <laughs> are we taking bets that the kid's name will be Tory? <laughs> you know what? If I was him, I might actually do it. With what all the, the hell? Why all not? the great luck he's had. He won at six under, yep. held off Louis Oosthuizen. And once again, Phil cannot play his home course. Yeah, but at least Phil, you know, he he's had his, his moment in the sun in 2021. And once again, Rory McIlroy wet himself. Well, DeChambeau was the one that really wet himself. Well, yeah. DeChambeau but... had the lead going onto the back nine and imploded. Yeah. What, he had a quadruple bogey? Yeah, I know. But Rory was expected to be the one to beat. Oh, see, now I'm over Rory. I'm over Rory, and I'm getting to He's the point where done. I'm over Spieth, He's too. done. When was the last time Spieth and McElroy actually made serious runs at a major? It's been They've a long-ass time. At least Kepka, at least Kepka is always in there. He's always He's in, in the, the top hunt. ten. But Spieth has been disappointing the last couple of years. McElroy's been disappointing for four or five years. We talked about Ricky Fowler couldn't even qualify for this. Yeah. And he was Let's stop be talking about these guys. Stop giving Fowler the damn commercials. Now, there's some things about this tournament that really upset me. I mean other than the ball in the tree. There was the ball in the tree, <laughs> which I watched the replay of that, and I could It hits the cart. It hits the cart path. It goes up in the tree. It lodges in the tree. This was, a again, as I mentioned. It was a bizarre weekend. In a previous segment, I couldn't watch every minute of every sporting event because there were so many going on. I tried to watch, but I did see that. I did see the ball in the tree. What was the he What the hell was going on with all the paragliders? I don't know. Every time I turn on, I see people floating around. Because isn't that a isn't that a security issue? You know, you would. What if think. one of these doped up hippies on a paraglider 
crashed crashes onto the course. and starts putting. Oh, wait, that happened. Yeah, some <laughs> dumbass runs onto the course to make a shot. Yeah. And then uh, here's, here's my personal pet peeve. This freaked me out. I think this was on Saturday's coverage. Could have been Friday. Most likely Saturday. One of the guys hit a ball into the the brush. Was, was this over by the bridge? All I can say is that they told him because he wanted to go look for the ball. And they told him, they said, don't go look for the ball. Take the drop. Was that where they showed the rattlesnake? Yes, yes. But five minutes later, they showed the tail of the rattlesnake oh, two, feet off, the ball two was. feet off the rough. And I was like, oh, no freaking way am I ever playing there. Yep, I saw that. Oh footage. my God! And they said something about scorpions too. They said, "Oh my Jesus God! Why are you on this course? What is landmines? What the hell else is gonna happen?" No, that's over in England. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to the British Open here in a couple of weeks. So, oh my God, I saw that rattlesnake. I'm like, oh my! It, it, I mean, it freaked me out more than when you see the alligators down south. You expect that. I know, but man, rattlesnakes, Jesus God, <laughs> two feet off the course. And we got more alligators coming for you on the weekend edition, kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> wink, wink, hint, hint. There's your sneak peek of one of the movies we're going to be reviewing. But yeah, that was an interesting tournament, to say the least. It was bizarre on many levels. But again, congratulations, John Rom. Ugh. All right, a couple other miscellaneous notes. We are going to go four segments here because we're going to have to save moments of silence and the dumbasses for an additional bonus segment. Oh, God, he's on his soapbox, kids. Not yet, but it's coming. It's coming. All right, Madden 22, the cover's been announced. How boring is this? Ooh. Brady and Mahomes. They've both been on the cover in the past, so... Hey, why don't we put them both on the cover again? Oh, What a freaking cop-out. This is why the Madden franchise has become a joke of what it used to be. I haven't bought an edition in three years because the gameplay never changes. All they do is update the rosters, but they want to shell out 60 bucks for it. It's like, no, do something different with the game. Now, I'm hearing that there are competitors who have gotten permission to start putting together rival games again, like they used to 15, 20 years ago. So hopefully we'll see somebody come out with a, an NFL game, a sanctioned NFL game that will compete. NFL with this 2023 ass. versus Madden versus whatever. Tecmo Bowl! Bring, Bring it back! back. Tecmo Bowl! God damn it! All right, Olympic talk here. Part Does anybody give a shit about the Olympics anymore? Well, we talked about Naomi Osaka, and she's still having issues. So she is going to play in the Olympics, but she's out for Wimbledon. Are they even going to have the Olympics? Well, they're getting the basketball team together. Now, Rafael Nadal is out for both Wimbledon and the Olympics. So there's your little tennis update for the week. So Naomi Osaka should be good enough for the Olympics, not for Wimbledon. Nadal out for both. Basketball. Kevin Durant's in for the Olympics. Steph Curry is out. 
James Harden thought he was in. He was in, but now he's out. Within like a day. He used to be indecisive, but now he's not so sure. (laughs) Excellent. Well done, Conquistador. Um, Now to wrap up with the Olympic talk. Are you going to New Zealand? Please say no, you're not I'm going to New Zealand. I'm going to talk about Brett Favre and his opinion on weightlifter Laurel Hubbard. Yes, from New Zealand. Okay. Yes, this is what I'm going to wrap up this segment with. Uh, we've talked about this in the past. We've talked about the physical differences between men and women in the transgender movement in athletics. Now, Brett Favre came out about Laurel Hubbard from New Zealand who is the first Olympic transgender athlete who will compete. In and of weightlifting. Course Favre, yes, and Favre says no. no. And, of course, I'm not taking Brett Favre's word for gospel for anything. Not this, not jeans. Nothing. Not taking selfies of my junk. <laughs> Maybe how to get around down into Bayou. But I have to admit I side with Brett Favre on this because Here's something he pointed out, and I think this is why I want to give him credit. I know you you didn't want me to give him credit, but I'm going to because here's something I did not know. And I'm sorry, I don't spend every waking moment of my life looking into the transgender issues in athletics. So Brett Favre actually shed some light on this for me. You can be considered for the Olympics as a transgender athlete without even having to have had the surgery. Correct. That's you, ridiculous. You have That's to, absolutely the, the testosterone level. All you what, have to do is take enough estrogen to bring down your testosterone level to X amount. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely God, unbelievable, ridiculous. And, and, and this, this weightlifter had previously been a male weightlifter in competition. And if you look at the pictures of Laurel Hubbard, I'm sorry, this is nothing even close to a woman. It's not. It's not. It, it's closer to a guy who you'd expect drinking a pitcher of beer in a biker bar than it is to a woman. And I think this is what Brett Favre was getting at. It's it's a travesty that they're allowing this to happen. I was naive enough to think with the transgender movement that you had to at least have had the surgery no, not anymore. This, it, kids. How is that? How does that even make any sense? So Laurel Hubbard has male genitalia, but gets to compete as a female weightlifter because that's how she identifies now. Oh, aneurysm! Aneurysm! Like I said, I want to be a zebra. I'm identifying as a zebra, a non-binary zebra from now on. Jesus God, what the hell are we doing with this country? I'm saying, if you want to be a woman, be a woman, but change the parts, okay? Take, Take a look at the parts in the groin region and change them to what you want to be. You can't, how can you be a woman? And you still have a penis and testicles. How does that make any sense? That makes no sense whatsoever. Ask your LSD-hyped 
psychology whatevers from the 60s who have driven us down this road. Oh, my God. Look, at least Caitlyn Jenner had the surgery, right? Yes. That's fine. Okay. Bruce Jenner wanted to be Caitlyn Jenner. Got the work done. Boom, confetti. There you go. But stop playing the crying game. Yeah, there you go. And that's another teaser for the weekend edition. <laughs> another uh, review, not the crying game, but a but movie it, that talks about the crying game. See, we're, we're, we tie it all oh, together. Oh, tie it together so beautifully. It's just a shame the rest of the goddamn world can't. Which is why you're getting a bonus edition this week, because I've got even more stuff that's going to piss me off. Oh, God help us, kids. This is going to be like a three-hour edition. No, basically, you know, we've got a moments of silence, but we got a lot of dumbasses, and we've got the Supreme Court to talk about, and another Olympic alternate that's pissing off everybody under the sun, another transgender, so... All right, kids, bonus segment coming. The conquistador is rubbing his temples. The maestro's looking forward to it, though. Staving off an aneurysm. I'm hoping I have the voice to get me through another segment. We'll be right back. When the mindless zombies at the major sports networks won't leave you alone, when the forces of evil on local sports radio have you cornered load up the boomstick known as sports frenzy 2.0 available on spotify anchor google radio public pocket cast breaker apple overcast and Castbox. kevin dave will drive the dull and boring voices in your head away and offer you the sports salvation you need new episodes drop every thursday and don't forget the weekend edition every Saturday, where the maestro and the conquistador might just review your favorite horror flick. Sports Frenzy 2.0. It's groovy. All right, kids. Welcome back to Sports Frenzy 2.0 and your bonus segment. I'm the conquistador, Dave Height. I can barely speak. I'm the maestro, Kevin Crane. I've been yelling too much. Just kidding. I got more. You wish. <laughs> and you're going to get more yelling as we discuss now the Supreme Court ruling with the NCAA. And I, I again, I try to do as much research as I can for this show every week. It's fun. It is. Now, some of these topics we've had here over the last couple segments, not so much fun. I don't understand what I've read on this, if this is good or bad for the student athlete, for the NCAA, for the schools. The way I read it, so the Supreme Court unanimously rules for the student athletes over the NCAA in this case, and this is about educational benefits, quote unquote. So basically, it, you can, it's not ruling in favor of paying student athletes. Correct. It is, you can give them laptops, you can give them paid internships, um, you can give them equipment that they need for school and to get through normal 
student athlete life. Just now, normal student life. Right. The thing that, that worries me, which I've seen as a criticism of this ruling, and you reap what you sow. Again, this is the second time after I've told everybody I'm not religious that I use God, and now I said you reap what you sow. Um, I'm cribbing the Bible. Um, but <sighs> what's going to happen with Title IX? If you start draining money from these big money-making, the football team, the basketball team, you start draining money from the big money-making programs, and there's nothing left. Now, we know you can't get rid of the women's team and not the men's team. Correct. But that would lead me to believe that you could wipe out, like, men's and women's lacrosse, you know, men's and women's swimming. You know, you could start wiping out at some of these schools a lot of these lower tier athletic programs. If now all you're going to do is start giving all these perks to the football players, the basketball players, um, it, it should all be going to every student athlete. Now, what brings it about is the high profile, big money making programs. And this is the fallacy of the amateur student athlete. This is the house of cards that is the NCAA. They have put so many stipulations on what these players can and cannot do for their quote-unquote amateur status. They can't even go out to dinner and have an older brother or sister take them out for dinner without having it reported. Right. Because what the, the older brother or sister who took them out for dinner could have got the money from a booster. Probably not, but come on. No, no I'm just saying that's what the thinking but that's, is. That's, that's the idiocy that the NCAA has. It's only convenient when they want it to be. How many millions upon billions of dollars have they made off of these people, these amateur student athletes? And I agree with that to a point. You know I do. Um, and but my, the problem, my issue... Another issue is your student athletes, from what I have researched, have not been allowed to get a job. No, because that supplement. opens up another can of worms. So like any other student who's on a scholarship that could get a job, your athletes aren't allowed to. Because There's another there have double been, fucking snow. No, because there have been instances in the past where they have found student athletes who got jobs where, they, number one, didn't have to go to work, and number two, were getting paid exorbitant amounts of money. And that's where that should be looked into. But you shouldn't ban them from the opportunity Who's got the to manpower work. to look into every one of these cases? That's what the NCAA is getting all this money from the TV contracts. Now, see the no, no. See, I, I, you can't have. I'm going to ways. side with the NCAA on this because I have always said they're getting a benefit. It's called a full scholarship with room and board. Okay, that only goes so far. I don't give a rat's ass because other students have to live with it. 
And some you know, of them other students have a freaking opportunity to back to go up. and work at Target or Walmart. Yeah. Let's see if the big shot left tackle at Alabama goes out and gets a job at Walmart and he gets paid $15 an hour. Guaranteed next day he's driving around the freaking campus in a Trans Am or a Mercedes. Because corruption is everywhere. You have got to over-legislate instead of under-legislate. So you're going to, because of, what, two or three major players from a football program from each program, you're going to fuck everybody else. Yeah, I am. I am. That's the way the world works, Dave. We've talked about this. That's the way the world works. Minority rules. Bullshit. Minority rules. I'm Two or three people bullshit. ruin it for everybody. Two or three people ruin it for everybody. We just talked about it in the last segment with the transgender weightlifter. Two or three people ruin it for everybody. We can't have a clear-cut man weightlifting division, woman weightlifting division in the Olympics now because two or three people fuck it up for everybody. So why not in the NCAA? Two or three people who cheat and lie and steal fuck it up for everybody. So guess what? Overregulate instead of underregulate. Sorry. I'm calling bullshit because the vast majority are getting screwed. They are not getting screwed. The kids at the small schools are the ones getting screwed. Can you tell me athletes in Alabama and Clemson are getting screwed? They're treated See, like gods. They get whatever they want. Now, they get the best you just food. Made the the best. Best. You just made the best point right there. Because this is all regulating the major programs. This ruling is trying to help out those smaller program kids. I saw a wonderful, wonderful idea that will never fly. I'm going to specify football and basketball only because those are the two big money-making programs. Nobody will ever go for it to help out the small schools. Why don't we start limiting how many scholarships Clemson and Alabama and Ohio State can give to the top 100 recruits in basketball and, and, and football? Why do they get whoever they – because the kids get free reign to go wherever they want, play for whoever they want. So guess what? The student athletes getting the benefit. Only in a handful of places. The few screw the many, Dave. You just proved my point. The few screw the many. And the big problem has come out because of all these stupid, insane – TV contracts with the stupid money being thrown around. Well, why do you think they want to expand the, the college football playoff to 12 and do it as soon as possible? Because it's sure as hell not for the integrity of the game. They want to make more money. More money, more money, more money. And get it away from the damn big programs and trickle it down. There you go, kids. We will always agree to disagree on this because... I still think college is for the student, not the student athlete. The all right, student then athlete, let's just abolish student, all sports in the that's college. That's fine. That's fine. But you know what you're doing? Then you're taking education opportunities away from all those kids in the inner cities that can only hope to get into those schools based on their athletic ability by getting a scholarship. And here we are in our vicious circle. That's right. And it's never going to change. And we're... 
that God help us, we're going to keep doing this over and over and over again every year. This is the definition of insanity. And in the dictionary, <laughs> you see the letters N-C-A-A. Now you see pictures of the maestro and the conquistador <laughs> arguing about this year after year. And it ended up in the same places. But it's awesome. I love it. This is what America should be. Debate, argument, and afterwards, have you know, a beer. You know, he and I are going to drink a beer because we don't take it personally, even though I'm right and he's wrong. And he's an <laughs> idiot and I'm a genius. <laughs> All right, Dave, I am going to let you take over here because we have got a few moments of silence in the sports world. This, we've got a couple of NHL, past NHL players who have passed away. Tom Curvers, assistant GM from the Minnesota Wild, lung cancer at 58. And former Buffalo Sabre, Rene Robert, part of their famed French connection. It was a heart attack at 72. And then we also have going out Chargers, defensive end, Leroy Jones, a member of the famed 1980 defensive line Bruce Brothers, has passed away. Thoughts and prayers to their families. All right. And of course, we always have to do here because this is the way we do things. This is the way we roll. We go do our 180 from being solemn to do some more screaming. Screaming and yelling. Because people are stupid. Yeah, boy, you thought I was going to burn out on this? I got even more for you. We're going back to the transgender community. Oh, come on. BMX rider Chelsea Wolf, an Olympic alternate. Of course, sour. I'm sorry. I've got to say it. She's a coward. He's a coward. She's a coward. A deleted Facebook post. How many times do we have to hear deleted Twitter posts? Deleted Facebook posts when these people put this crap out there and then realize, oh, I guess I fucked up and I shouldn't have done that. You think? Chelsea is a transgender woman who said if he slash C, I don't, it's like, I don't know. Is they. it he, a she, a, they. No, that's a non binary though. At that's this like point, we Demi don't Lovato. Know. I know Demi Lovato is they. When in doubt, Go they. Go they. All right. Anyway. Which is stupid! Chelsea said that if they, I still don't know if that's right, though, were to win the gold medal, they would go up on the podium and burn the American flag. They're an alternate. In what realm do they think they're actually going to have the opportunity to compete? But let's just take this for face value. Let's say, Mr. Move to Mr. Iraq, Mr. Where they burn Blair. the American flag on a regular basis. Why is it that Madonna can get all pissy with Donald Trump and say, if Donald Trump gets elected, I'm leaving the country, and then Donald Trump gets elected and she doesn't leave the country? Hypocrite! If you don't like it here, you can leave. That's the beauty of America. That's the freedom. 
few simple forms. I'm sure that's all you got to fill out, and you can go somewhere else. Why do we have to change for you? Why do you have to? We have to cater to you when the majority of people like things the way they're they have been up until the last few years, before the nutsy cuckoo mm-hmm. media got all you know into our shit. Now, there are some things that needed to change, granted. But there are some things that just stop. This ain't going to burn the flag, though, man. That is that is taking it too far. That, is ta- that goes beyond kneeling at a football game. That That's going to the extremes. Burning the American flag. I know some military guys, some great military men and women would say, I fought for her right, his right, their right to do this. God bless the military. I love each and every one of them for what they do for us every single day. But they're wrong. It's degrading to them. It's degrading to the sacrifices they've made, their fathers and mothers have made for somebody like this to say, I don't care, transgender, regular, male, female, just pissy angry to say something like that is just the biggest insult you can hurl at this country. And I I can't stand people like this. I can't stand them. Can't stand you. Costanza? My Seinfeld reference, yes. (laughs) All right, you want one or I I got two more? I, I will I will have to go with the Lakers, Alex Carvoso. Dude, we know you like the weed. Learn the rules and laws of the states you're traveling in. It is not legal everywhere. And Texas has some of the most stringent policies against drugs and marijuana still. But yet you got caught with a couple ounces in your grinder in your bag when you're trying to fly from a Texas airport. Dude. Dumbass. Think yeah. before you do anything. Yep. Yeah, all you tokers out there, all you potheads. It's not legal across the country. Learn the laws of where you're going. As much as you want it to be, it is not. The Conquistador brings up a fair point. Do your research. And this is another hint of what's coming in the uh, weekend edition. I've got some dumbasses smoking pot. And it's not Cheech and Chong. No. (laughs) And I can... Double down on, learn the laws about what you're doing. The Chiefs, Frank Clark, for the second time in three months, has been arrested on an illegal gun charge. This time he had an Uzi in his car in plain view, stopped again, for not having a front license plate. You know what the laws are. You know you cannot have these things if you do not have. California has some of the strictest gun control laws. If you don't have a freaking permit, you cannot have something concealed. 
You cannot have it out in plain view. Dude, why didn't you at least have it in the trunk? Frickin' learn the laws and follow them. It's not rocket science, kids. Yeah, Frank Clark is opposed to the Lakers player. Frank, Frank Clark is a big-time player Yes, in the NFL. I mean, we're not talking a, a bench player. No. We're talking a starter, somebody who's been coveted, somebody who's gotten mega bucks. So, yeah. If <sighs> I, I'll never understand this. If, if I was a player like Frank Clark who was getting tens of millions of dollars, I've said this on different infractions and women – you know, illicit women, illicit drugs. Just don't do anything wrong until you're done playing football and then go to town. Or how about you just don't do anything fucking stupid? Well, that's too much to ask because we're living in America where now all of a sudden we're overrun with idiots. Case in point. The Supreme Court again, rears its ugly head in sports frenzy. But this one I kind of like. Because as you can tell, I'm kind of profane. I like to no. curse and swear. That's why our podcast is explicit. Is because I do like to Are we drop. talking about that fucking cheerleader in fucking <laughs> Texas? That fucking flowers. <laughs> yes. With her fucking school and her fucking cheerleading. I'm calling out softball. the school. I'm calling out the school. She All she did was go home and post a rant about, yeah, she was pissed off about not making the varsity cheerleading squad. Yeah, she dropped a couple F-bombs. Last I checked in the research I did, she didn't threaten anybody. She didn't mention the school by name. She just said, fuck school, fuck cheerleading, fuck softball. No, no threats were made to anybody. Nope. No bullying to anybody. Nope. She was just pissed. She gets disciplined for her rant, and the Supreme Court rules with her and says, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. Although they did kind of couch it as the Supreme Court will do and, and say, well, we're going to side with her in this case, but this doesn't mean you've all got carte blanche out there, all you high schoolers, right, to get out there and rant and rave. Because There's sure, limits well, on well, what yeah, you I'm can sure, and cannot do. I'm sure they do. don't want bullying and they don't want threats. Right, and you, know. you, you don't mention anything specific. She was very generic. Right, and which is I, the way to I, go. if you haven't figured this out by now, kids, I'm a huge free speech advocate. But you can't, you can't threaten people. All right, you can't bully people. She didn't do that. That's why she got off. It's a shame this had to go to the Supreme Court. Yes, it's yes, it shame. is. It's a shame you wasted all this taxpayer money. So the dumbasses are the school who put all of us through this just because she had a hissy fit on social media. And what kid hasn't? Finally, to bring it all, well, kind of full circle, we start off the second segment with SRX Racing. Danica Patrick, week one on the broadcast with Alan Bestwick. Alan Bestwick happened to mention one of the drivers, Bill Elliott. Awesome Bill from Dawsonville. Who's that? What What are you talking about, Alan? You don't realize, Danica, that 
Bill, Bill Elliott's Elliot. nickname was Awesome Bill from Dawsonville. No, no, I didn't know that. I didn't. How do you get a ride for multiple years at the highest level of NASCAR and not understand the history of the goddamn sport you're competing in? That's an embarrassment. And she's not that good in the booth. Sorry. How does she not know Awesome Bill from Dawsonville? How does she not know that? That's embarrassing. It is. As a race car driver, she should know. Good Lord. If it wasn't for the fact that Tony Stewart used to be her boss, owner, whatever you want to call it. Would she even know his nickname would was she Smoke? Know, yeah, would she even know about Smoke? Good Lord, woman. Get a clue. You just bit her because Haley Diggins going to replace you. And probably win. Yes, and the sooner the better. So you can go out and find your next man to, you know, heartbreak and move on to. Who? Who is that that Aaron's dating now? Who is that girl? Oh, so pathetic. So pathetic. She's like a groupie. She's like a groupie. <laughs> Seriously. Hadn't she been divorced once already? Didn't she yeah. screw some poor guy over? Yeah, I think it was her agent. Went to Stenhouse, went to Rogers. Now she's with somebody else. Yeah. Port to port to port to port. That ship is going to be sailing for a long, long time, kids. And you better stay away from it. It's like the ghost ship. There you go. <laughs> Thanks for hanging with us on this extra long edition. Yeah, I can tell Dave's mad. Dave's mad at me. We still got to do the weekend edition. Check that out this weekend. We have got reviews of Crawl, Skin, Dr. Sleep, and more. Yes, we'll talk some music. We'll talk some streaming. So check us out this weekend on the weekend edition. We thank you for hanging with us and listening to our rants and raves. Mostly mine, but. Yep. So thanks, kids. We'll see you later. Good night.